everybody. Thanks for joining us for another great edition of Talking Tigs. I'm Scott Gerard. Joining me as always, Tommy Johnson and Daniel Zollinger. We got a good one for you because we are going to Omaha. Well, not talking ticks, but the, the Tigers baseball team definitely is. Uh, they closed it out yesterday, beating Kentucky two games straight. Uh, I'd say both in pretty, pretty convincing fashion. So that's, that's what all the buzz is right now. Uh, we still yet to know who we will play. That's actually going to be determined tonight, but still great job by the Tigers. Um, they are finishing this season strong. Uh, we kind of talked about that and we'll talk about it a little bit more in a little bit, but uh, just we're excited here. I don't know. I don't want to speak for you guys. I want to see how y'all are doing. I know you probably had a good weekend, um, even with all the, the baseball delays and everything like that. But because uh, the weather, <laughs> except for the, the quote unquote baseball weather delay, the weather looked OK in Baton Rouge. Yeah, uh, good to be with you again, Scott. Good to be celebrating this birth into Omaha first time mm-hmm. since 2018. Uh, the weather was probably the weirdest thing about this whole series. This was just super regional because uh, I was, you know, not even a mile from the stadium. And I was on Saturday the whole time. I was like, why aren't we playing? Why aren't we playing? Why aren't we playing? Um, you know, the, there were some kind of gray clouds around, but nothing, <laughs> nothing that that should have been that concerning. I, I don't know really what happened, but. I mean, it didn't matter in the end. Skeens went out there and pitched an absolute gem, as he always does. Um, and, you know, we got it done on Saturday, got it done on Sunday. Daniel, yeah. what say you? It was great. Well, I, well, I wanna, I'll ask Daniel in a second, but um, just really quickly, with you there, like, because all I could see, I would look at the, the weather thing, because, you know, they, they, they claimed a delay. I looked at the weather I don't know. I could see something like on the fringes, but everyone that was in Baton Rouge is like, what is like, I even saw an announcement in the stadium with sky, like blue skies in the background saying, Hey, this, this game's been postponed Yeah, and everyone's booing them. So was it bad before the game? And they no. just decided, no. Okay. I, it was like, now, I mean, it, it, throughout the day, it did do, like, the thing. Like, Baton Rouge, is, it's weird. In the summer in Baton Rouge, it's like living at the beach without the perks. Um, mm-hmm. Because in the mid, in the mid-afternoon, it'll just pour down rain for maybe an hour or two. Um, so I, I, I can't remember exactly. I think on Saturday um, mid-afternoon, it did just, like, rain for a little bit. Like, maybe, like, two or, like three or four. It poured. But I mean, mm-hmm. that was it was like 30 minutes or something like by no means should it should. I don't know, like unless they were seeing some real like lightning activity that I didn't see. Um, right. And I do wonder I, I wonder if it's an NCAA thing, because, I mean, we've we've seen throughout this throughout this season. I feel like there have been similar days just trying to be you know, just thinking about this spring um, and they played. And then, like, either Paul, you know, postponed, like, play, like, started play and then, like, stopped or, you know, did something like that. I wonder if the NCAA rules are more kind of stringent on that to where it's like if there's a thunderstorm within 15 miles or something, you got to stop. Because, yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen that in an LSU game, like, ever. Right. No, I've heard, like, specifically lightning within... I don't know, like 15 miles, but again, how do they determine that? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I was just curious since you were on, literally on the ground there in Baton Rouge, 
Daniel didn't want to deprive you of your uh, intro. Uh, I was just asking Tommy extra stuff about the weather because he he mentioned it in his. But welcome, man. How you been? Thank you. Doing well. My uh, my Wi-Fi tried to put my podcast in a rain delay as soon as <laughs> literally as soon as we started. Scott was doing the intro and it goes out. But I'm back now and hopefully no more no more intermissions. Uh, but yeah, very happy about the result this weekend. Um, my plans for Saturday got derailed by the, the weather delay, but we got the game in eventually. I knocked out around midnight on the East Coast. Uh, thankfully, the game was pretty much in hand at that point, yep. and then we closed it out. So uh, no complaints here and excited for the first trip to Omaha in six years, first in our podcast at least. Um and yeah, hopefully that comes with more good results down the line, but plenty of good competition there that we'll uh, discuss here in a second. Yeah. And it's like, just looking at what's the, the brackets are looking like, like so far it's only us and Wake Forest in our half of the world series. The other one's decided uh, it's going to be, that one's tough too. It's like either when you fall in, it's going to be going to be pretty tough, but um, yeah, we are going back. I think it's our 19th time to, to Omaha. They love us there. They, even when LSU fans aren't there, like some, like when LSU is not playing, like still some LSU fans go to Omaha cause it's just, it's a great town to, to host it. They love us cause LSU travels well. Mm-hmm. We, of course, uh, you know, we will definitely drink their beer and, uh, we will see them again here in, in less than a week's time. Uh, some more on that, but, um, yeah, just looking at the series, uh, it took a while to get going. That's happened before with us where we entered into some sort of delay and then, you know, it's just, was Skeen's going to still be able to pitch? Was he not? He was, he did. He, he shut him out. (laughs) Um, he didn't go the full nine innings. He, I mean, he, maybe he could have, but it, it wasn't necessary. Right. I think, uh, he, as far as he, went it was fine he had plenty of run support there was no way Kentucky was coming back so one game four uh, game one 14 and nothing uh just totally uh convincing fashion and then yesterday too I, I felt like you know they I mean it would, the final score was eight to three I felt like that could have been more uh Kentucky who was really good at the small ball they weren't yesterday. They were good at hitting, you know, they hit some solo home runs, which is how they got on the board, yeah. but they didn't do their, their normal dink and dunk and bunt around the bases and steal bases and all that. I mean, they did what they could when they, when they could, but uh, for the most part, our, you know, our collective uh, pitching arms, uh, you know, held them in check for, for pretty much the whole game, you know, aside from the three home runs, but it didn't even matter because Kate Beloso basically had that with one swing of the bat. And, um, yeah, we just, we took advantage and for some reason, even if they wanted to come back in the bottom of the ninth, you know, they decided to pitch to Dylan Cruz and he got two runs with one swing of the bat. So I I don't know, (laughs) word to the wise there. Why would you, why would you ever do that? But I don't know, Tommy, man, let's, I, I, you know, I want to hear what you guys thought. Obviously it was a great weekend for LSU, but you know, um, I, I feel like this team's kind of taken on a new form. Uh, since the SEC tournament. Yeah, I mean, like, I think that when we talked about it the, going into the SEC tournament, the, the last two series, and then the performance of the SEC tournament, I think I think everyone's worry was, have we peaked too early? Was the was our best play 
in those first few SEC series is when we were the number one team in the country and, you know, we couldn't be stopped. Um, I, I, I don't know if we're back to the hundred percent number one team in the country level play that we had at the beginning of the season right now. We're pretty dang close. Um, the, the performance from Skeens, like we said, dominant as always, he's, I mean, he's just, it's incredible. He's the, he's the best in the country and it's, it's not even close. Um, on the offensive side of the ball, we uh, one through nine in that in game one, it was it was just batting practice. You know what I mean? Like now, I thought that, but but what I think was maybe a little bit more um, encouraging and, and important to watch for Omaha was the game last night, because I think that is a that's a textbook LSU second day win, because. Ty Floyd gave you good, not great innings, but he, but he didn't get, you know, they didn't pull him out and they, and they didn't knock him out of the game after one, after one inning because they just went, you know, went yard on him. Um, he gave up a run early, but, but it, which has kind of been his calling card. He's done that multiple times this year, but what he did on, uh, on Sunday is what he's done in his, some of his best performances where he shakes it off and gives you, a, you know, a, a number of quality innings after that, which I think is, was very impressive. Um, then Riley Cooper comes in great performance from him. The only question I, I do wonder, um, of course it doesn't matter now, but when they pulled him, I thought they pulled him a little early. I didn't understand why they were pulling him so early. Um, then you go to Gavin Gidry, the true freshman and gosh, he looks like a kid. I mean, have y'all like, seen, like, he does not look like yeah. he should be playing with all these guys, but he's got poise and he, he throws that curve. He's got one pitch. He throws a curveball, and they can't hit it. Um, I thought that was, I thought that was impressive. And then, like you said, Scott, pitching Dylan Cruz in the bot in, in the top of the ninth at home. I'm glad they did it. I think that was an iconic way for him to, that was his last at bat at the box. And like, how can, what, what more can you ask for as far as like to top off a career for him? But the question is like, why do you pitch to him? I respect, I respect, I think, I think the, the thinking is probably look like this is, this is it. This is our last game. This is probably, you know, we're, we're down. Go at him. He's the best in the country. I don't care. Go at him. Uh, you know, give your best versus my best kind of thing. But, um, you know, fortunately for us, our best is the best in the country. <laughs> and he showed it with that, with that one swing of the bat. Yeah. Right. Pretty much all, all our players who were finishing their last series at home in LSU uniform got their flowers at some point this weekend uh, between Paul Skeens dealing. And then uh, on the offensive side, Trey Morgan, two home runs in the first game, Tommy White, two home runs in the first game. Uh, Davin, Davin Gugas, Gavin Dugas got a shot in the second one or no, in the first one as well. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, Cruz in his last at bat smacking the double to bring two and then, home and putting it completely out of reach and below. Uh, don't forget Beloso. Oh yeah. And Beloso, Yeah. With the clutch three run home run, they really set the, set the pace because after that it was like five scoreless innings on both sides, just a bit of a pitcher's duel in the middle of the game, which the final score doesn't really reflect kind of how close that game was. Like there was oh, yeah. a, a number of different points where it could have gone either way. 
and that, like you said, Tommy, I think is what differentiated us now versus at many points prior in the season where you can easily see Riley Cooper, like coming unglued and giving up a two or a three run home run. And just like that, Kentucky's back on top. And then the carousel of relief pitchers comes in, uh, but that didn't happen. He threw just enough where he needed to. And then Gavin Guidry stepped up in a really big spot for a true freshman uh, and closed him out. He, had a couple of dicey moments, even of his own, but three strikeouts where he needed to. Uh, and yeah, finally got the run support there in the end. So really exciting. The The box was packed uh, both nights, even after long rain delay on Saturday. And then Sunday, it was just really good weather other than being hot. And yeah, people were there to to cheer their Tiger faithful on because it had been quite a while since we got to see that. And Baton Rouge was definitely happy that the the boys are moving on. A uh, very fitting way to send off many of these players' career, like I said. And it's super encouraging to see us playing like that, especially after we were seven and seven in our last 14 before the, the regional. And now we've reeled off five straight. Um, obviously, the competition in Omaha is going to be tougher than anything we've faced so far. But when we're playing like this, we can compete with anybody in the country, which is why we were number one for two thirds of the season. Uh, and it'll be a, a great thing to watch this upcoming weekend. Hopefully we can uh, just play up to our best there and not not take a slide early, which has happened before, but uh, just get a win or two on the board and, and do us proud. I, I think we could at least do that. And just seeing the end of the, you know, when, when Dylan Cruz got that hit, it's like I've seen him more, I don't know, just excited. Like he's showing more emotion now. And like after he hit that double, he was looking back, holding up the jersey, yeah. kept pointing to the jersey, Tigers. Like he's he's feeling it. And he even said in the in the post game conference something about you know after they finished the SEC tournament, they kind of I don't know they kind of I don't want to say well he he I forget the words used. I don't know if it was gut check or they just recalibrated, but basically they just looked at it and said you know we have a chance here. Forget what's happened. We can pick you know we can pick up where we kind of left off before that slide like you were talking about mm-hmm. and and they have they've reeled off all these wins and you guys both touched on a couple things so I, and I so I'm definitely going to follow up with it Daniel you were talking about you know our Riley Cooper and throwing some good innings and uh we didn't give up any big hits but we also didn't like I remember we were loading the bases like just giving them walks past balls wild pitches box we haven't done any of that yeah. So it's like eliminating a lot of those errors has made it possible for these pitchers to stay in the game, literally. They're yeah. not getting yanked. Um, and in addition to that, Ty Floyd, it was good that he gave us a few innings. And if you were watching this game, man, were some of his pitches like all over the place. You could tell like he didn't quite have the full control. Mm-hmm. He had like four or five that Travinsky basically had to jump up and catch. Yeah. Yeah. It was bad. But again, it was, there was very little damage done except for that, that one home run. And when Dylan Cruz came in at that point, their coach, I mean, he was going through pitchers almost one per batter. Right. And so when he finally got that big tog, the left-hander against Dylan, it's like, he walked the first guy. He's like, well, am I going to bring somebody else in now? I mean, I got to pitch to Dylan Cruz. Can't walk him. All right. I guess I'll pick not home. Boom. Two run double. There you go. Uh, Dylan well, Cruz the, did. He did, but everyone else was stepping up, including the crazy thing is they could have put him on with that, with the pass ball. 
You know what I mean? Like it goes, it, it it goes to guys on second and third. They had the open base. It's I I, yeah. I don't I don't understand it. I, well, no, I I think I understand the the you know it's like like I said earlier, like it's our best versus your best. Like let's go after it. Come on, just just we just gotta have it. But it's a bold when you got an when you got an open bag at first. It's a bold move to to. Throw I think it, it was Kentucky was kind of in desperation mode at that point. Like yeah, they're just mm-hmm. saying we're probably not going to win if we put them on base. So we might as well try and get the out here. And you can see that with the very end, they use like six pitchers in the last like two innings. They just, it was one person after another because you know, your season's about to end, which I understand. But uh, yeah, if you you give Dylan Cruz one right down the middle, you can't uh, be too confident that you're going to get the out at first. Yeah. And they couldn't obviously walk him not on purpose because you got to throw strikes at some point and that's, that's when he's going to eat you up. And that's when they did now, uh, you know, credit to Kentucky cause they are really not used to being in that position. Um, this was like their second super regional ever. They've never made it to the college world series. Um, I know they had a lot of high hopes cause they did win their regional, uh, which is good. I think they have a good program there. That guy's been, the coach has been there for like seven years and he's building something not quite there yet, but like they're putting them on the map. But I mean, LSU obviously was the, uh, uh, the, the better team here by far, uh, even without Paul Skeens, I feel like, you know, we, we probably were not going to lose the super regional, but we, we did have Paul Skeens, So it was made one even that much more decisive. Now looking forward, um, because I remember looking in the bullpen and this was uh, when Riley Cooper was still pitching. Like we, it looked like we were, we had Thatcher Hurd warming up. We didn't even use him this weekend. So this guy is going to have plenty of rests. I imagine, I, I don't know if we're playing Friday or Saturday yet. I don't know if you guys have seen it. I uh, believe it's uh, Friday, Friday at 6 p.m. Friday at 6, okay. But that, that could be wrong. But you would imagine we would have uh number 20 pitching for us on that Friday. I would think so. Yeah. Barring something else. I think you got it. I mean, we said this last time and then that heard ended up pitching. It's two lane, but uh, wake forest or um, Texas or Virginia or Tennessee, that, that's not two lane. So you got to try and get a win on the board and get into the, the winners section of the, your bracket. So yeah, right. by, by my guess, it would be uh Mr. Skeens himself throwing, basically as many pitches as he can uh, and taking us deep. Yep. Yeah. Cause if you win the first two, I think then you're only looking at like having two or three more games possibly. So uh, I think the Tigers can do that. Now uh, we will likely, well, we were going to play either Tennessee or Southern miss, uh, whatever our first game is. Interesting enough, they were the last, you know, there was the teams that, that knocked us out last two years. So I think revenge on either of them would be good. Although I feel like we got it against Tennessee already this year, but you know, they're, you know, they're hitting their own swing at the end of the postseason after the sec tournament. So there's that. I don't think Southern misses any kind of pushover because they're taking Tennessee to game three. They, they are hosting that super regional. So uh, either way, I think it'd be a good, interesting game. I feel good about our chances with Paul Skeens. But, you know, after that, we would be facing Wake Forest. And I know they have three very solid starters. Uh, I don't know. I know the guy that was with the long hair. 
Uh, he's a lefty. He would probably yep. give us some troubles. I don't know if he would be pitching on Saturday or whenever that next game is. But yeah, we, we would have our work cut out for us with Wake Forest because they, they beat the tar out of Bama. What was it, like 22 to 5? 22 to 5. That's crazy. So they, they do have some bats too, apparently. <laughs> but I mean, is it more than us, right? Because like we were solo shot kings that first game against Kentucky until we finally unloaded for some other stuff. But I mean, I think we've probably got the most double digit wins in the country. I don't know if we have the most home runs by a team, maybe as far as teams that are still in the running, but uh, yeah, I mean, we're not going to catch gorilla ball, which was like 188 per season. And that one season was the record. I think we're like right around 140 ish. Yeah. But um yeah, whoever whoever we play has to has to face our lineup, right? Sure. Yeah. But the first game against Southern Miss in Tennessee, I think we have a little bit of an advantage there just because they are they're tied to one to one, but it's real bad weather in Hattiesburg right now. So game three looks to be delayed till tomorrow, Tuesday. And uh so at a at a maximum it'll be a three day turnaround for whoever wins that game. And then I was talking to Tommy before this, uh Apparently, the rule is if they don't play that game tomorrow, then they don't decide the series. And the team that is higher in the RPI rankings, like power rankings, moves on to Omaha. So they they finish the series tied to one to one. And there's a a rankings tiebreaker. And right now, Southern Miss is ahead of Tennessee by two spots in uh, RPI. So Tennessee could get eliminated on a technicality tomorrow, which would be pretty devastating for the Vols nation. Um, either way, both of those teams have really good pitching and will give us a, a run for their money. Obviously, we beat Tennessee earlier this year in the series two to one. And so we, we know them and then we know Southern Miss as well, since they eliminated us in Hattiesburg Regional last year. Uh, so good competition there. And then likely the winner of that playing the number one team, Wake Forest. Uh, like you mentioned, Scott, uh, Rhett Louder, they're pitcher with the flowing locks has been on lockdown and then uh brock wilkin their first baseman hit his 30th home run of the year against alabama so he's known to swing the bat pretty well uh although it has been since 99 1999 when miami was the last number one overall team to win the world series so uh been 25 years since the the top team took it down i guess that shows you the volatility of college baseball um, where once you get to Omaha, it really is anybody's game. And LSU yeah. has a lot of experience there, so maybe that'll help them. Although yeah. I don't think anybody on the team has been there. Actually, Riley Cooper, I think, has been to Omaha with Arizona. With Arizona, yeah. 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 Well, maybe and maybe it's a good thing that we are no longer, that we lost a few games from no longer number one in the nation. Yeah. Get the jinx over with. Yeah, exactly. And speaking of experience, I was amazed by by some of the, the stats I was seeing with the guys or the teams that were are in the running or were in the running. Uh, for instance, Wake Forest. I know they're going to Omaha this year. They haven't been since 1955, mm-hmm. right? Like that is, that's probably before most people's parents here <laughs> were born. Yeah. Um, Oregon, I mean, they're out now, but last time they were there was 1954. Oral Roberts, who beat Oregon, uh, who I was actually glad. I was like, these are, for me, this was like the kind of the Cinderella team that was, you know, making it through. Uh, the last time they were there was in 78, which was a lot more recent than everybody else. But still, like, this is all last century, like half a century ago or more ago. So, 
Um, I, I feel like LSU should be more comfortable there, even though, none, like you said, none of the guys on the team might have been there. It's like they know that that's what this program is. I, and I Johnson's like the, been there. He has. He has. And I'm sure there's uh, coaches or, you know, assistants or whatever on the team that might have also. And I like that, you know, like Kentucky, when they won their regional, they did a dog pile. And I was like, what? LSU didn't. They just did high fives. Even when they won this time, it, like it wasn't really like, oh, my God, we finally made it to Omaha and a dog pile. They just they kind of gathered somebody fell over and it looked like a dog pile. You know, it wasn't like, I don't know. I'm glad that they were excited, but I'm glad they didn't do like a traditional dog pile. Cause we've been there before. I texted y'all when they were dog piling. I was like, get skeins out of there. We need to protect yeah, the exactly. <laughs> Like, We cannot allow any unintentional injuries. And I was looking at Malazzo. He was like, he was about to jump and some, I was like, Oh God, please don't jump in awkwardly and then hurt somebody, <laughs> especially somebody that's, you know, kind of a reserve. Yeah, but really. it didn't happen. We're we're fine. Oh man, but um, quite. You know, what I it's did, been... you know what I did think was kind of weird though. Did you notice that they had hats, like championship type hats? Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that before. Have you seen the that? pre-printed super regional champion? Yeah, like Omaha bound. I'm not sure either. Before. Yeah, I saw the champs. I thought, oh, what, champs of oh the super regional. Okay, yeah, sure. I was it like, it's oh. kind of. It is kind of weird because it's basically, I mean, I guess the comparable is like making the elite eight in basketball. It's like, <laughs> yeah. well, I guess they cut down the nets for the final four and that's just a pit stop on the way to the championship and kind of the, the world series is is similar. Uh, but yeah, it's like, there's still eight teams left. Like you got a long ways to go. I don't know. Yeah. I just, I just thought that was a little bit weird. I don't know, but I mean, I'm not, I'm not totally against it. I was just like, I don't think I've ever seen that before. I know I, I haven't either, but maybe, maybe it's a new thing. Yeah. Maybe it's those. A- Put those with your UCF national champion hats. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> That's funny. I don't know. It's probably it's probably some structured deal with somebody with NIL. It's like, well, if they win this, you got to use my hats. Like, yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> sure. Just yeah. just give just give uh just give Skeens and Dylan their money. We're good. So uh, we're moving on, and I'm excited to see what they do. I don't know. It's just uh, it was just a good and a good weekend at the box, right? Like the Jay Johnson offered to pay to like fill out the student section and they did man it was it was pretty full even the people that had to wait seven hours for this bad weather to i mean excuse me for this good weather to move out for that bad weather to come in they waited man and the you know the box was rocking yeah no and it was a complete sellout i think both games they they said that they were you know standing room only and all i could think about especially last night is like Man, what does Gavin Gidry think in the in that bottom of the ninth when he's got to close it out? And I mean, a year ago he was playing for Barb High School, and now he's starting or he, I mean, he's he's closing for LSU. You know, basically, what he's what's between going to Omaha, like he's thirteen thousand fans, thirteen thousand fans screaming after every strike he throws. Yeah, I mean, like that what an atmosphere for him as a true freshman. Mm-hmm. And he did look like a, you know, like a baby out there. Yeah. Um, and the, uh, the announcers were talking um, how, I guess he was, you know, talking to coach uh, Johnson earlier in the year. Like, yeah, I mean, I can pitch, but I can, I can play. I'm a really good shortstop coach. I can hit too. And he's like, I don't, I don't know what his response was, but he's probably like, I, I hear you, but we've got a lot of seasoned players. All right. No, you're like, even if you played center field, you're, you're not going to supplant Dylan Cruz. Yeah. 
So I can use a pitcher right now. And he probably said, I can do that. Yeah. And guess what? He's playing. He helped get him to Omaha. So I can't wait to see what this guy can do next year because, you know, we're, we're not going to have some people next year. So a lot of these guys that have been situational for us, hopefully they can, Slide Come, you know, take over. Yeah. Become the, the household names, the starters that take us there the following year. Yeah. No, I think he's, he's going to be a, uh, I mean, there's no reason why he can't be the either short or second. Um, you know, we're going to lose both middle infielders. So uh, I know as a, as a high schooler, he was a highly touted shortstop and um, you know, I don't see why he wouldn't, why he wouldn't make be the, be that guy next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Tommy Tanks is probably going to hold on to third unless he wants to try another position. But uh, yeah, I mean, he he did pretty pretty good there too. He had some some plays out of bounds. He had some some good throws. Guy's got a good enough arm to play third. You know, it's uh, yeah. Jordan Th- Jordan Thompson had one inc- incredible play at shortstop. Yeah, mm-hmm. looked like Jeter over there. Basically threw over his shoulder all the way across the diamond midair to get a big out. Yeah, it got him uh, a number two on the Sports Center top ten, I think. Uh, yeah, that was a great play. Oh man, so I don't even know what to say. What else to say uh, about this weekend? Unless you know who who we're playing. It's like I want to know who we're playing, what the other brackets look like. I mean, there's a lot of good teams like we talked about before, but um, yeah, I guess it's just seeing who we play next and just kind of figuring figuring that out because. They're going to know us and we're going to know them, whoever it is. Yeah. Right. Would, so, do you have yeah, someone yeah. you would rather play? Like, do you have a, like, I, you know what? I'd rather play Tennessee again. Or, you know, I want to take out Southern Miss because they took us out last year. I feel like on the whole, maybe Southern Miss, just because Tennessee has like kind of been there a little bit more before and they've got uh, a little bit deeper pitching staff, I think. Um, but, it's very tight and Southern Miss has played well, obviously. I mean, they're, they're above the Tennessee in the power rankings as such. Um, but yeah, either one of them, I believe Friday and then uh, Sunday after that in the second game. So uh, fingers crossed, we don't go zero and two and we're, we're having a, our season over next podcast, but as long as we win one game, then uh, we should be able to to bring you the, the coverage on that next week. Cause the world series is a long affair. You can play up to, I think, eight games if you like play the maximum mm-hmm. which we i don't think we have the pitching to last eight games uh but that might give us two skeins outings at least well yeah i mean at that point who does have the pitching to last eight games how many <laughs> how many how many teams do i don't think Mm-mm. well i i mentioned on the podcast last week or the week before you see this random guy who always goes like a gazillion pitches because he knows it's like the very end of his career. He's never like, going to pitch again ever. Yeah. Yeah. The starter for Stanford did that last night. He went all nine innings, complete game through 160 pitches, uh, which is almost unheard of in like today's college game, even though that used to be more normal, uh, even just a few years ago, but uh, he led Stanford to beat Texas and force a game three, which they're playing in about 30 minutes. But yeah, m- might see more of that. Um, people ringing out the old elbow for all it's worth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know who I want more Tennessee or, or Southern miss. Um, I, I mean, I guess the easy answer is Southern miss just because you would think like, Hey, they're, they're a little bit, um, you know, they're, they're, they're not used to SEC competition. Maybe, you know, they're not built for that, but um, I mean, we played, we played Tennessee here and, we beat them two out of three. 
Um, that last game, I, I just looked up the score. That last game, we did lose 14-7. Um, but, I mean, I feel like I like us versus either team. What does scare me is, is Wake Forest. I want to know, is Wake Forest actually that good? Or is it just that Alabama's not? Because we played Alabama, and, and we beat them. But I don't remember. I mean, we didn't crush them twenty-two to five. No, um, but uh, we weren't playing I, our best ball at that time either. Right. Um, wait did did Alabama get? Uh, they got one win, didn't didn't mm-hmm. they? Yeah. Yeah. I so I don't think we swept them, did we, Daniel? No. No, yeah. not Alabama. But I mean, it was one of those. It was one of those series where. We probably could have if, you know, if our pitching and hitting were both doing great. I know we did sweep Alabama, actually, but every single game was close. We won them all by like two runs. Uh, I remember that now. So, yeah. Um, But again, they are that bad. (laughs) Well, we we know we know like where this team, you know, has, you know, has missed opportunities this year. It's been, you know, with with the pitching, not necessarily like giving up. It's just giving up walks, giving up runs. So we've eliminated that. You know, I, I feel like our, our, our paths to victory have been a little bit easier. There were some close games, no doubt, but we weren't like giving it away. Same. Yeah. Like we still, we still, we still would rather hit solo home runs than when the bases are full. I've noticed, but, um, cable also hit a two run bomb, cleared the bases with no outs, right? Cause we've had a lot of bases loaded, no out situations where you only get one run. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know what, if they could just open it up, it would not have these games hanging or these teams hanging around us in these games to where you your pitching could put somebody away. But we shall see. Uh, yeah, I do. Wake Forest does scare me, but I guess I'm glad we face them early so that we, you know, I, I think either one's going to be tough, though, because we haven't faced Florida either. Florida's good. They're number yeah. two. Uh, so. I don't think it matters where we are. Yeah. I mean, you know what? We're in the conversation. We're going to Omaha. I think this is a, this is a big step for Jay Johnson. This is where he wanted mm-hmm. to be. This is, this is year two, right? Yep. Like, they made the uh, regional last year hosted or not hosted played at Southern Miss and lost. And yeah, Omaha on year two. And this was Scott Woodward is, is smiling to himself at this moment because he knows that at least the, the plan is, is coming together now. And, uh, it hasn't been a big bust because there were some doubt kind of shine on Jay Johnson when we first hired him. Oh yeah. Not that he didn't have a pedigree because he had been to Omaha twice at Arizona, but he just, he wasn't a household name for LSU. And we spent weeks on this podcast discussing who was going to be the next coach. Cause it was a new guy every week. Um, it was Mike Bianco and Tony Vitello and Corbin from Vanderbilt. And yeah. I don't, even, I don't even remember who else, but Jay Johnson was not a name we mentioned. I got from all. Oregon State. He was going to like come out of retirement. Remember that? Yep. yep. And then when they announced Jay Johnson, we were all kind of like, who? And then we were <laughs> like, oh, well, I guess it's okay. We'll see how it works. But uh, yeah, here we are. His um, hitting first approach has definitely paid dividends and put a, put a shot in the arm of LSU baseball. So hopefully that continues both the rest of this year and uh, the years to follow. Yeah, and a little uh, add-on to that with uh, you know with Bianco being in the search, it probably didn't help at the end of year one that the coach we didn't even really give a hard look at won the title with Ole Miss, right? Do you remember that? It's like we uh, it came to find out that 
you know, it's like Bianco who played here, won a title at LSU. He was, he just wasn't in strong consideration, but then he wins the title. But you know what? Look at Sometimes him you got to do that. Yeah. He, he got him like same with football. Like we were like, Oh, is it going to be this? It's going to be this boom. Brian Kelly. Well, I mean, we knew who he was. It just, uh, you know, you kind of have to appreciate things that Scott Woodward does sometimes. And it was cool to see a shot at the game where it was, uh, skip and Paul. Yeah. In, uh, with Scott sitting right beneath them. Yeah. Glad there's no, hopefully not any bad blood there. And they're all able to just, they still enjoy Baton Rouge and they, you know, watch a game. That was great. Yeah. That was, I, no, I thought that was really cool just to see them sitting there right, right behind home plate. I know. I would love um, to have heard what Skip and Paul were talking about. Yeah. You know, uh, who knows? Anyway, what else guys? I feel like we covered it all, but. Yeah. Uh, some, some good coverage. Good luck to the Tigers. Um, good luck to all the fans traveling to Omaha. I don't really personally know anybody myself, but I'm sure there's thousands who are raring to go. I bet people have already had their tickets punched for quite a while because yeah. they do that even when LSU is not and having their best year. Uh, so have fun. It's going to be hot, I believe, which maybe favors LSU. We're used to that. Um, but yeah, hopefully the weather stays off and we put our best foot forward this weekend. Agree. Yeah, I don't think they have. They, yeah, they don't have quite as many rain delays up in Omaha. I I say that now, but I'm gonna knock on wood because I don't want to be the one to jinx us. Uh, speaking of, I saw something. It was a stat right before, <laughs> like it was so small too. But at the bottom of the scoreboard, like right at the start, you know, when the uh, the station ESPN was doing its intro, they had a little small stat line right at the bottom, something about LSU. And uh, oh, I'm sorry, no, it was um, it was. LSU this year was 30 and 0 when leading after seven. Yeah, I saw so, that too. Okay. And I saw that and I thought, great. Now the opposite's going to happen. <laughs> but no, it didn't. It didn't. We were good. So glad to, glad to get that behind us. Uh, looking forward to Omaha. Um, yep. Uh, wasn't too much else happening in, you know, in Baton Rouge or with LSU. Uh, I did notice the men's track team. They came in fourth at the, uh, out in, uh, the outdoor track and field, the nationals, uh, congrats to them. Uh, Florida actually ended up winning it back to back, no less. But, um, I mean, we did, uh, did you guys see this? We just got a, a commit from a safety. Yeah, this was like an hour ago. Uh, Four-star Joel Rogers, number one safety in Louisiana. Um, mm. So uh, Brian Kelly doesn't want to let Jay Johnson have all the fun. So <laughs> I guess any attention to the LSU brand is a good one. Yeah, that's uh, 16 so far for the class of 25. Good for him. Um, where is he from? St. Francisville? Yeah, just right up on. the road. That's cool. uh, 30 minutes outside of Baton Rouge, about. Right on. Well, congrats. I, bet, I bet he went to uh, Daniel. Did he go to, to West Feliciana? I believe so. That's the big school there, and they always play pretty well. Yeah, they, they just won the state championship, I think. So, oh, wow. Makes sense. There you go. The state of football, as Brian Kelly likes to say. I mean, I personally, I like the hold that tiger Coach O used to put out, but I guess, you know, the state of football, that works it, too. It's we, definitely we a lot more like you can tell who's who. <laughs> True. Yes. Although I don't know that we're going to see Coach O in the stands with Scott Woodward if LSU's playing for, uh, you know, 
It's true. Yeah. The if playoffs we, or something. If we get, yeah, if we go back to the college football playoff, I don't think Coach Early's sitting there. No, probably not. I, mean, I, I still say we could bring him on for a D-line coach if we ever needed one, but I know that's not going to happen either. Anyway. <laughs> um, but unless you guys had something, I think that'll just about do it for us here on Talking Tigs. Uh, tune in next week. We will have one, maybe two games that we can talk about as far as the college world series and we'll have everything else uh, going on with the uh, with the other brackets just to talk about that see who lsu might be facing and who uh, what other action has happened and any other news that comes down the pike by then so until then have a great week if you're traveling to omaha have fun book those hotels now people uh, and until next week, stay safe, stay tuned, and we will talk to you next time on Talking Tips.